There are so many incredible individuals all around our country who are trying to make a difference. They're impacting their communities through their work, talents, and servant hearts. In this series, you'll get a chance to meet them. Welcome to 50 States, 50 Stories. Hey everybody and welcome to episode four of 50 States, 50 Stories. Glad to have you back. We've got a great one here tonight and I've got a legend here with us and I'm so excited representing the state of Texas. We've got the Hall of Fame coach, Coach Don English. Coach, it's great to see you. Matthew, it's always a pleasure to see you, buddy. Anytime I can visit with you in person, on the phone, Zoom, whatever, it it's makes, makes my day so so happy to be with you tonight. Well, thanks. Thanks for joining, Coach. And uh, I tell you, I, from someone personal experience getting to work with you, um, you've had just a, a big impact on my life um, back in high school and even still today. And so uh, it really is an honor. And I'm so excited to sh help share your story today and, and talk about just your amazing coaching career and what you're doing now. And I'd love to start with talking about what you're doing now. When, when you retired from the coaching side in 2019, you are now the boys athletic director at Trinity Christian Academy in Addison. Love to hear about that role and kind of what your day-to-day -day looks like in that position. Well, first of all, it's, 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 it's been an incredible journey uh, in now my 42nd year in education. And then to be a full-time boys athletic director this last three years Matthew, it's kind of a dream come true. It's, it was kind of my ultimate goal after I finished coaching <clears throat> was to be able to serve in, in, as an athletic director and really resource coaches, kind of work behind the scenes, try to set them up for success because ultimately those men and women are pouring into our, uh, our kids' lives, uh, they're, they're, you know, we've, we've got probably 70% of our coaches are part-time and quite honestly, their stipend maybe pays for gas and tolls, you know? And uh -huh. so they, they're in it for the right reasons. They, they love kids. They love their sport. They want to help uh, make champions, uh, build champions on and off the field and off the court. And uh, it's just a pleasure to be able to serve behind the scenes and uh, try to help our coaches be, their very best. Well, that's that's great. And I'll tell you, you've been doing an amazing job. And again, the time that I got to spend working with you, I saw the impact you made on the fellow coaches and players. And, and so I, I think it's an incredible role. And I saw an article um, that was from last year that talked about how unique of a situation, especially at TCA, that there are two athletic directors, one for the boys and one for the girls. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that process and, and what that's like of that scenario of having two athletic directors for for program well first of all it's incredible working with jeff smith who's uh i call the hall of fame athletic director because he's i think he's in his 21st or 22nd years an athletic director he's he's still able to coach as well um and so you know jeff's i learn from jeff every day and it's it is a unique framework matthew and that we do have a boys and a girls athletic director, but what's great is that we really, I think the school really felt like years ago when they hired Jeff, that they really needed a champion for the women. 
and 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 Jeff is the ultimate champion for for female sports, and you know he works extremely hard to make sure those the girls get their their due share, and we take care of the girls. And so, um, working with him every day, we 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 work very well together. Uh, I would say we have a little different styles, but I think that's good. I think we bounce ideas and things off each other because ultimately we we meet with our head of school Dave Delph who's who's outstanding and we share with him we in our bi-weeklies every other week kind of some things that we're seeing that we're we're uh, we're handling trying to handle and uh, gain some wisdom uh, in that process and uh, it's been a really a great situation and of course the the two ladies helping us Paula Hardick and Kathy Denny who you know Kathy Oh yeah, will be her thirtieth year at TCA. Wow, incredible! And so they do so many things uh, behind the scenes, Matthew, that help set us up for success. Because quite frankly, I love meeting with coaches. I love watching practices and obviously adminning games and doing those kinds of things. And at times, making some difficult decisions. Whereas Kathy and Paula help Jeff and me so well. Uh, doing a lot of paperwork and uh, school dude uh, events and, you know, handling the, the the trip schedules and all that kind of protocols and procedures. And it's really nice to be able to, to really work with coaches uh, on a daily basis. From your perspective as an athletic director, and, you know, we see a lot of changes the collegiate level, I mean, pro sports, has it kind of trickled down? How's the landscape changed for high school athletics in even the last five years? Well, we know, of course, the latest uh, thing that last year with the whole NILL, NIL uh, name, image, likeness, you know, at the college level, which I'm not a fan of, but I, I do think that I do think our the kids needed some type of supplement so they could go see a movie or do some things, have a date you know, instead of, instead of, you know, having to be stuck in a dorm room, for example, but uh, the NIL has really changed some things and it has trickled down a little bit to the high school level. Uh, believe it or not, I talked to another uh, baseball coach from another school the other day, and he was talking about, he's had two agents uh, call him from uh, players on his, on his team. And uh, it, it's, it's hard to believe that now even high school kids are talking about, you know, uh, the name, image, image, likeness. I mean, we we all know about the uh, Quentin Ewers last year leaving South Lake, uh, not not completing his senior year to go to Ohio State, you know. And and uh, man, I hate to see that. Uh, I hope he doesn't have any regrets because. High school really has become kind of the, the last bastion of true amateurism. And that's what I love about high school athletics is that it's, it's still a game. It's still uh, a lot of fun. And, and you know, we, we, we talk to our coaches and kids all the time about, man, if, if it's not fun, then, then find something that is. And I remember talking to my older brother, Doug, who played with the Lions, Detroit Lions for 10 years and and I asked him one time, I said, how, how long are you going to play? And he says, as long as I'm still having fun. I thought, well, here's a guy making, you know, big money uh, professionally, but still has to, it still has to be fun for him. Bottom line is sports, 
gotta be fun. And we all know winning is much more fun than losing, but uh -huh. the things yep. that, that only athletics can teach a young man or young woman uh, is, is amazing. And I think it's, it goes to that, just the power of sports. There's so many life lessons in it. Um, and it's, it's, it's powerful and it has changed a lot. Like you said, and even in the last year, that is that mentality shifting a little bit. Like, is, is it losing, you know, it's a game. That's what it is. It's, it's all a game. Right. And it's becoming very much of a business. I mean, that's how, you know, professional sports obviously work at is there's the business side, but is it too much of a business side now? It's, it's, it looks like it's heading that way, Matthew. And, um, you know, and I think with that, I think sometimes parent expectations, I haven't really seen it at TCA, but I know some of my public school friends that, that coach at a very high level have seen some very, had some, have had some very difficult conversation with some parents about uh, their, their child's uh, abilities and being realistic about those abilities. And I, I would say that, you know, the, the Saw Young Awards winners that I was able to coach and the, the wonderful uh, major league players that I was able to coach. Yeah, I don't, I think all those guys would tell you that that wasn't something that they, they ever thought they would do. I mean, I think for any young boy, it's a dream to play in the big leagues or play in the NFL or, or the NBA. But, but honestly, I think they all, felt so blessed to just ultimately make it to the show they call it uh but but I think they were realistic all the all the way and and then when they're there you never know maybe your last game maybe your last year you know you may be traded tomorrow and and I do think that uh I love 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 high school athletics because man we can just really pour into young people and really try to build them up so they can be a champion uh, for God and others as, when they leave. And really, um, like, like we've talked about, use sports and not allow sports to use them. Because we've all learned that sports can really be a really bad Lord, but placed in God's hands, it can be a tremendous instrument uh, for good. And that's what, that's what I love about high school sports. Exactly. Well, thanks for sharing that, Coach. And I want to uh, dive into your coaching career. And in, in 2019, when you retired, you ended up with 600, 663 coaching victories. So, Coach, I got to first ask you, in all of those wins, in all of those games, what are some of your favorite or memorable moments in your coaching career? Well, first of all, let me preface Matthew by saying I didn't win one of those games <laughs> my players did now I may have lost some games but uh I've always believed that players players win and and I was blessed to have great players uh and they they catapulted me into the to the hall of fame and so I I, I really am thankful for each and every one of them you know one of the one of the great memories I was able to at 23 years old, start the baseball program at West Mesquite High School. And I was young and dumb and tried to act like I knew what I was doing. I had a, some great, great kids and some of them had never played baseball before. And so we're building this program. And um, I found out in 
December, right before Christmas, that we were going to start baseball in February. And so our, our original uh, practice field was Mesquite Memorial Stadium parking lot. That was our that baseball uh, practice field. But our kids came to work every day. They, they worked extremely hard. And three years later, we were the first West Keat athletic team to ever get make the playoffs. And uh, we, we were runner-up to DeSoto, who, who um, won state that year oh, wow. in baseball. And Steve Foster, who's now pitching coach for the Colorado Rockies, a close friend, uh, Steve was on that team. And so that was a great experience uh, for us. And then uh, having the opportunity to go to, to, go to Highland Park and, and work under uh, legendary athletic director, Bo Snowden. Um, his son, Travis, is assistant basketball coach over there now. Uh, Bo was a long time, a tremendous ba head basketball coach, but to learn from Bo and to really grow over there and build the program, build, help build the facility. And, uh, you know, I'm still really close, especially to our 91, 92 group. Several of those guys came to my uh, induction at uh, at the Gaylord Texan last month, and and uh, it you know it was a blessing. We were able to send some kids from Home Park to Duke University and Columbia and some places, real special places like that. And um, and then I you know um, and then went to Plano East and still love, live over here by down from the school and was able to coach my oldest son, Jordan, uh, in football and baseball. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, we were able to win, uh, some championships there and have a, have a lot, had a lot of great memories there. Uh, and then to go to Coppell, Coppell, it was, you know, I knew I was going to a place where rich, tremendously rich baseball, uh, history, uh, they were good well before I got there. Uh, Jason Stokes had just graduated two years prior to me getting there. Uh, was first round draft pick with with Tampa Bay, and um, you know Jason's a great great young man. But uh, uh, one of the funny stories, Matthew, is uh, I, I think it was like two thousand five. Um, no, it was two thousand three. We made the playoffs my first year, and there was a couple of series where we played three-game series, which we all want to do, especially at 6A level. And we got run ruled so bad in game one. Of course, RMO, we would start our number one in game two. That way, he would either finish it, the series, or get us back. Yep. And so it was almost comical because I think three consecutive weeks we'd lost game one in a route got embarrassed <laughs> we could barely we could barely get off the field in five innings and so i would always tell the kids hey guys we got them right where we want them they're overconfident their coach will not going to be able to convince their kids that, that we can beat them and we came back and won those series and it was just it was great one of those one of our pitchers was daniel rodeball who's one of the record holders for arena league football quarterback and he went 11 and won his senior year and uh, but just had some great, great kids and great memories from from my, my time there. Um, and then my, my one short year at Plano West, I was able to coach 
uh, Billy McKinney, who was a first round draft pick the following year, uh, which would have been my first year at TCA. And then of course, to be able to come to Trinity, to be able to, um, again, not just come as a baseball coach, but come as assistant athletic director and begin my athletic administration a career has just been a, a, a lot of fun. And I, I wanna ask too, what are some of the big differences going from public schools to private schools um, in, in terms of coaching? I mean, you know, there's different atmosphere, of course, it different, it's different, but what, uh, from your take, what's, what's that been like? Well, I think a lot of people think that private schools in Texas, I can speak for Texas that, well, you know, there's, it's not that much competition and it, you know, it's really a weak, uh, perhaps is a weak league and boy, that's, it's almost a complete opposite. Very strong. I feel like uh, our TAPS competition, many of us can compete at a very high 4A public school, some cases 5A public school level and have done that. Um, but it's been great. I think the biggest difference, Matthew, is that it, I can speak to Trinity Christian in that we have some similar issues that may come up, whether it be parent issues or player issues or student issues, but they're, they're just reconciled so differently. And we try to follow the Matthew 5 and Matthew 18 principle from, from the Bible about reconciliation, about going to that person and trying to communicate and share uh, our differences and trying to work out, you know, man to man or woman to woman and uh, player to player, coach to player. And um, I, I always say that it's, it's great because typically our, our, uh, our differences can be, can be reconciled. Sometimes, you know, you, you agree to disagree, but most of the time, I think the difference in in my experience at TCA has been, you know, man, it's great to, to come to a mutual understanding, to finish, to finish praying together and to really walk out of there feeling like we're on the same page, we're supporting each other and we're trying to do what's best for the child. Oh, that's great. Uh, Coach, I want to also ask you too, you spent some time as a board member and president of the Texas High School Baseball Coach Association, also in leadership with FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. What have those roles meant to you and, and really, you know, player development as well? Well, I mean, I, I was a, a uh, FCA sponsor for 30 years. And one year, I'll never forget it. I was I was a, I was a, a Tom Landry Award recipient, and to have Coach Landry present me an award was like, what what's happening, you know? And now to be able to be an athletic director, the one facility that we have named after someone at TCA's Tom Landry Stadium, is just just surreal. Uh, so it was a great privilege to, to, to lead FCA for those, for those years, you know, and, and I would say that just kind of like coaching, you feel like you, you maybe get more of it, more out of it than, than maybe even the student athlete. Um, and then serving as, uh, president 98, 99, I was kind of the last president of the 20th century 
<laughs> and uh, to be able to help usher in the 21st century for baseball coaches association was really was really special. Um, in '94, I was able to uh, help induct my high school coach, Dolph Rogalski, into our, our Hall of Hall of Fame. And uh, unfortunately, he had passed, but I was able to uh, share the award, uh, present the award to his wife, Georgia, and and then um, Coach Gus. In uh, 1999, when I was president, my, my college coach, Coach Gustafson at UT, to be able to call both of those guys, or Ms. Rogelski for Dolph, and then to co call Coach Gus and say, hey, I know, you, I know you're in the, I know you're in plenty of Hall of Fames, but, but you're now in the Texas School Baseball Coach Hall of Fame, because a lot of people don't know that Coach Gus was the head baseball coach at South San Antonio before he became the head coach of UT and he won several state championships and had a tremendous career. And so to be able to do those things. And so when I was, when I got the call back in, gosh, I guess it was October from coach Adair, our, our current president telling me that now I was going to be inducted. It was just like, wow. Now I know what it's like to be on the other end of, of the line when, when somebody says that. And uh, just so thankful, immediately thankful for all the players I've had, our, my assistant coaches, all the wonderful mentors I had, especially my athletic directors. Uh, just, just an amazing experience. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, when you, when you got inducted on, on January 14th earlier this year, what was that feeling like? I mean, did it in the moment, was it just like, you know, I'm, I'm giving a speech or did it take time? Like, I mean, even two after the call, when did it sink in? And you're like, wow, like in the hall of fame. Well, I, I probably wrote and rewrote my speech. I don't know, maybe 20, 25 times. Um, the core, the core of it stayed pretty much the same, but you know, you add things, you take things away. And, and I didn't want to go too long. I think it was right at about 12, 12 minutes. But um, there's so much that you want to say. And so I wanted to, uh, an, an old pastor told me years ago, he said, you know, the shorter, the shorter your speech, in his case, his sermon, then the more time it took to prepare for the sermon. So for a 10 minute speech, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to be completely prepared, kind of like <clears throat> preparing for a, for a game. You know, you want to prepare your kids. In this case, I wanted to prepare and make sure I thank all these folks, not necessarily each by name, uh, tell some funny stories, which would be interesting, I hope. <clears throat> and then, you know, just share it with my, with my players and my, my assistant coaches and with my current school. And so, I, I was excited that my plaque that will be down in Brenham at Bluebell, which is kind of entering our Hall of Fame is at Bluebell. Hey, what a great place to be at. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's neat that I was, I'm, as far as I know, I'm the only private school guy uh, photographed uh, down there out of, I think, about 82 uh, recipients. So, uh, I was just very thankful to all that TCA has done for me, but 
throughout uh, my career. I've just been, nobody's been as blessed as I've been with, with resources, great young men, great mentors. <clears throat> yeah, coach, I, I tell you it again, as I said earlier, getting to witness firsthand um, just who you are and the impact that you've made on, on the coaches and players and parents in the school. I mean, it's been an honor. You know, I got to, I remember when I first met you, it was probably back in 2013, maybe 2012, 2013. And it was our basketball coach at the time, Randy Feimster, that he said, you got you to gotta meet Coach English. And so I met you and then I got to work with you a couple of years and, uh, and be around the teams. And it just, it just a thank you, Coach, for, for who you are and the impact you, you make on so many people. Because that's what people remember. I mean, I still go back and think about time in high school. You know, it's, it's part of the, the memories right there. And I think finally of, you know, our, our, our baseball seasons and the teams and just it, it was a lot of fun. And so I just want to thank you for, for the impact. And I also want to read you this quote, this uh, from that article I was talking about from last August. It was from Vibe.com. And you were quoted in saying this, that you said, until a kid comes back to see you and he's a husband or father or she's a wife and mother, you don't really know the impact you have on them. We like to believe we do know in the moment. We don't know until many years down the road. We do have a different definition of winning here at TCA, and it happens on and off the field. So, Coach, just to expand upon that a little bit more, when you, when you think about the impact, 37 years of coaching and you know, 42 years as an educator, and all the students and parents and, and everyone you've interacted with, I mean, when you look back on that, like how, how amazing, how, how cool is, is that? Well, that, that's the best part, Matthew. I mean, like I said, several, several of my players came to the induction, and it was so great to see some I had not seen in 30 years. Um, and I told the story about uh, one of my players at Highland Park that I was coaching TCA. I think it was my last year. <clears throat> I'm coaching TCA. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's coaching TCA uh, over at JP2. And one of my former players at Holland Park, who I had not spoken to in 30 years, heard my voice. I guess coaches, you know, they, we all have a different kind of voice, but he's like, that's Coach English. This is what he told me later. And he was with his daughter. They were going to go see a softball game, and he stopped and to say hello. And it was just, it just struck me that. Coaches have such a powerful voice. Now, sometimes we blow it and sometimes it's not for good, but boy, in God's hands, it can be for, for so much good. And, but I, you know, as a young coach, I remember an athlete or a student would say, Hey coach. And I would say, Hey student. And I would almost kind of kid with them because I was not much older than they were. And it was kind of like, I was kind of saying, well, you need to address me as Coach English. And that really, looking back on it, that was dumb on my part because to be called coach is like to be called dad, father, you know, brother, friend. It's special. <clears throat> and so I'll never forget what, how <clears throat> just to be called coach and the privilege it is to be called coach uh, is amazing. And so to be able to interact with all these parents and their, and their kids and, and um, 
and then to and then to meet now their children uh, from time to time is is super special. And you're a great example of of a young man that that just was like a sponge, just wanted to learn, wanted to grow, wanted to help others with what you're doing now, and uh, what what that's that's who you are. And so, I think what goes unsaid too many times is that yes, coaches and teachers have impacts on kids, but the kids, I don't think, realize the reverse impact, the impact you have on us. And so it, it goes it goes both ways. I think accountability goes both ways. Sharpening, you know, as iron, the Bible says, iron, iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. You know, that goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I've, been, I've been more blessed, I think, than I've been a blessing uh, but but I but I appreciate uh, appreciate all that good stuff, Coach. I want to ask you. You mentioned earlier about mentors, and I know you've kind of briefly touched on this, but I just wanted to ask you: Who are a couple of individuals? I mean, throughout your career, even when it got started, uh, you know, you talking about Coach Gustafson, and then what about you know later in your career too? Who are those individuals that have really helped, been that kind of rock for you throughout your career? Well, of course, I had some SCA leaders. I had some young life leaders in, in high school and college. Uh, I had a mentor at, uh, at UT named Stan Holmes, who, who was a, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever come through Richland High School uh, back when it was a one high school town many years ago. And Stan and I still stay in touch. Um, you know, he, he, was a, he was a rock on the faith-based part. You know, for, for coaching and playing, my high school coach, Coach Rogelski, was a legendary coach in Dallas, uh, played in the big leagues for five years with the Phillies. Uh, just just a great teacher of the game and and held you accountable and, and really taught you how to respect the game and how to respect your opponent and how to work hard in practice. Uh, you know, Coach, coach Gus was, was a drill, 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 drill guy. We're going to get it right. And so when I started coaching, I think I, I'll never forget some of those, some of my poor kids. I think our practices were probably three, three and a half hours long. Cause man, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it all in practice every day. And as I, as I grew, I learned how to cut it down and, and work on particular things uh, each day. But, uh, and then Matthew, probably uh, I had some, unbelievable athletic directors joe barnett at uh coppell hired me at coppell and unfortunately wasn't wasn't there about a few years uh before he went to irving but um that was coppell's loss by the way but uh just a great man uh would do anything for you uh behind the scenes and uh, support you uh both now and i mentioned at holland park tremendous christian <clears throat> I would do anything for you, uh, help me tremendously, taught me what it was like to be a, a head coach. And um, so, yeah, though, and then ultimately my dad, just a great man, great man, the, the mentor of all time, along with my, my, two, my two brothers and my sister. So great, great mentors all around. Thanks for sharing that, Coach. And I want to I want to end with one uh, final question for you. 
Uh, in the last couple of episodes, I've asked um, our guests, you know, if you could describe your hometown in one word, but I want to switch it up with you because you've had a legendary coaching career and I, I want to focus on that. If you could describe your coaching career in one word, what would it be and why? I would say, you know, if you could let me use a hyphen in there, life-changing. You got it. You know, I would say, I would say life-changing, Matthew, because uh, it's, it's changed my life. I hope that I've been able to help empower uh, young men uh, to do the same, knowing that uh, as great as athletics is, that um, it's just one step in that there's much bigger things ahead, uh, but that hopefully athletics helped catapult uh, them on to greatness. And uh, hopefully they, they know that I love them and, and I would do anything for them. But, uh, you know, but I'd, I'd say life-changing because it's, I can't imagine ever doing anything else. And um, it's, been, it's been an honor. Well, well said. Well, Coach, this was this was an honor. This was an honor getting to chat with you tonight. Uh, just again, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the impact you've made on the community and are still making on the community. I know TCA Addison is so thrilled to have you there and, and the impact you're making. And um, so again, I just thank you, Coach. I really appreciate this. Thank you, Matthew, to have to have me on in your 50 states. I I'm assuming to represent Texas. That's a that's a lot of pressure, Matthew. It is a lot of pressure. The big state to represent, Coach. <laughs> to, to be to be your your nominee to represent Texas. I, I it's one of the greatest honors of my life, and I can't thank you enough. And just just to to be your friend is all I need. So thank you. Well, thank you, Coach, and, and thanks everybody for tuning in to episode four of Fifty States, Fifty Stories. Have a great one. Go out and make a difference, and and take care.